Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Um, today's episode, we're going to be discussing something that Frank and I have been wanting to speak about for a long time, and that is the sport of, well, the quote-unquote sport of pickleball uh, and its kind of connection and relationship to the game of tennis. Um, Frank, could you give us just a brief explainer of what pickleball is or what it's supposed to be? So pickleball is roughly a miniature version of tennis slash squash almost in a way too. Uh, Imagine tennis but with an overgrown ping pong paddle essentially and that's the best way to describe it being used with a wiffle ball as the ball that you hit that's pickleball on a miniature tennis court right so like this imagine the service lines of a tennis court that's roughly what it is um yeah so the i don't know if you know the origins of pickleball like how it started i don't can you please explain that to us yeah so it actually started in washington state by a group of friends at their lake house who were tennis players but they couldn't play in their community because they didn't have like a court there so they just kind of drew lines in the driveway for badminton and then they just sort of made these little custom paddles if you will they had a wiffle ball because you know america and and they just said all right like you can do this this and this and and as they progressed they realized like well you can't spike the ball from that close because then the points will be too short and it's not fun um you can't do overhand it's uh overhand serves because that gives too much of an advantage to the server uh and it favors tall players too much so they wanted to keep the points longer and much more of like a rally back and forth so they adjusted the rules like the the kitchen and pickleball which is the area where you're not allowed to hit the ball out of the air um, they established things like the uh, the the serve, the underarm over underarm served, so that way like you wouldn't really be able to hit aces. Like people still do. Like you can hit some pretty wicked slice with a wiffle ball, obviously, but uh, not at the same frequency as like a tennis ball. Like you're not hitting like 130 miles an hour in pickleball. Um, and generally, the range of motion in pickleball is a lot smaller, which is why the older community in particular has has taken a liking to it because tennis courts are pretty big it's tough for them to cover all that pickleball was a natural sort of adjustment there but i think the thing that we're more concerned about curious about is the game is taking off with a younger audience too Uh, and i think that's what we want to talk about yeah the way that it's kind of in my opinion kind of taking what i'm concerned about most frank and i think you kind of share the same sentiment is the way that it's taking over tennis courts in this country um we've seen it down in videos on uh down in florida what's the name of that youtube uh, channel that does that again the that does pickleballs yeah the, the one that um the one that has that video about it how they took over all the courts in florida so was that cold tennis? Oh, no, 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 no. That was, um, that was, his name is uh, Nick Arasich. Uh, I forgot his channel name. I'll find it uh, during one the next time that you speak, but he's great. Uh, he's like a tennis, one of the tennis YouTube professionals. He's, he's awesome. And he, Intuitive Tennis, that's the name of it. Intuitive Tennis. Uh, he's based out of Florida and he sort of spoke about how a bunch of tennis courts are being taken over down there, which I can attest to because... Uh, in my grandmother's community in Naples, Florida, they have taken away one ten. They're they're going to take away two tennis courts and replace them with now four pickleball courts because 
they're just being used more. Uh, and these aren't hard quartz, by the way, down there. They're replacing Hartru quartz, Hartru clay quartz, and like getting the pavement, the whole thing, and turning them into pickleball quartz. Because pickleball isn't played on anything but a hard court. Because, again, wiffle ball. So, and it's interesting because in Naples also happens to be the home of the U.S. Open of pickleball. Um, so I got the chance to sort of see like that whole setup. And there's like 60 pickleball courts at like this main park there. It's, it's, it's quite incredible. Uh, and they were like pretty packed all the time. And it wasn't just old people. It was like people around our age are taking a very big liking into it. Um, and the two main players in pickleball, the John brothers, I think is their name. Uh, they are former college tennis players. So a lot of like the elite pickleball players are college tennis players who were sort of at that fringe of not being necessary. I don't like using the word not good enough, but like not good enough to go pro, right? But in pickleball, they would be sick. So they just did that. Yeah, um, and to kind of go back to the point that you were making about the taking over the courts, the court, the the courts right by us. There's a court that has now the pickleball lines on it and it's kind of designated as the pickleball court um and it's kind of weird that people actually give people priority for that court even though it's still technically a tennis court so if you're out there playing tennis people will come up to you and complain when they bring their own net and be like oh well we're here to play pickleball it's like well this is still a tennis court um and i've seen it at indoor clubs around here uh people are just renting out courts and just playing pickleball over the place you can barely get a tennis court now uh, and there's one place where I play out on Long Island with my friend Pete where they took away a tennis court. They built two pickleball courts on it. And I would not be surprised if they start building more. So I'm a little bit concerned about the lack of... Because tennis is still a very popular sport and has become even more popular during the pandemic. So that means it's even tougher to get courts these days. And now that we're taking away courts just to build pickleball courts, I don't know. It seems like there's going to be a clash. I think that pickleball courts should most likely be built separately, kind of like how it is in Naples, Florida. That's just my opinion. Um, as far as the sport itself, I mean, I really just don't find it that interesting. I mean, you're just literally whacking a wiffle ball with like a wooden stick paddle, you know. I don't know. I guess it's better for, for, for older folks. Um, but I think if if you're someone who's young and you want to do something more dynamic and fun, I think you should go play tennis or something. Um, maybe even even a, if you want to go another alternative to racket sports, maybe you can go do like a badminton or something, right? I mean, that that just seems like a better option than pickleball. Pickleball was always kind of the joke sport that was played in gym in college. When I was going to college in the, in, in the gymnasium, you know, they would always have like people playing pickleball. They, they, it was actually a class, a class. I can't believe you get credits for whacking a ball like that, but... Um, kind of explain Frank for us, since it seems like you know more about pickleball than I do. How how much of a trend is this? When did this start, and where do you think it's going? I would say I started to notice pickleball twenty nineteen. Like that was like the first time I saw it. I was just like, "What the hell is this?" And I think obviously during the pandemic. There was a very big pickup in in racket sports in general. Like we spoke about, tennis had a, a huge, huge bump uh, during the pandemic because it was one of the only socially distanced sports that people could play and go outside and you know actually do something. Um, but where do I think it's going? 
is really tough to project because the scariest trend for me from a tennis perspective is over the past year, I've started to notice that all of the tennis brands are slowly but surely like catering to pickleball players. Like they're making pickleball paddles. Um, they're really trying to promote their stuff on like tennis warehouse, stuff like that. Like in tennis warehouses, holiday special that they started doing for like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever, they're including pickleball things in it, um, which I think is, is, is different. Uh, like that, that sort of shows the, the penetration that pickleball has had within the tennis community. Um, as to whether it's a good thing or not is something that I think we're going to talk about during this podcast, but it's an interesting one. Um, I think, I think that the, the, the courts are, are obviously a concern. Um, you know, it's a really unique situation because badminton like has never had this problem with tennis and vice versa squash never had this problem with tennis and vice versa even paddle in europe right doesn't really have this problem with tennis because you build an entirely separate court it's indoors like you're hitting you know the ball off the wall like it just doesn't translate as well but pickleball obviously is taking over these courts like we're talking about so it's an interesting interesting sort of thing so so your hatred of pickleball, I think, is is greater than mine is. Um, so why don't you just tell us why why do you hate pickleball so much? Like, what do you think is the danger of it um, in relation to tennis in particular? I think that it's just, and this is going to sound like cliche, I just think it's too easy. I think it's just really too easy of a sport, and I think it's kind of a cheap way out of saying, you know what, um... I'm just not going to go play tennis because I can go play pickleball and it's more fun and it's more touch and stuff. I don't know. I think it. you're also kind of missing the physicality of it. I think tennis is a great sport to exercise for. And I think pickleball, you're definitely not getting as much exercise as you are when you're playing tennis, depending obviously your level. If you're playing, if you're a beginner tennis player and you're not able to hold a rally back and forth, obviously pickleball might be a better way to maybe as a start, as an introduction. Um, so in that kind of sense, I don't really hate it, but I don't know. I just think that it's really taken away the kind of tradition and, and the love of the sport of tennis and also the courts. See, and that's another question that I had for you. You mentioned that we don't have this kind of problem with like platform tennis, paddle tennis in Europe and these other kind of racket sports that are built on separate places from tennis courts. Are these people who are playing pickleball, are these people who are just kind of getting into it new or are these people who are tennis players and are now transferring over? My 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 and my larger question to this is: Are these tennis clubs the demand for courts? Is it becoming really greater, or is it actually remaining the same because people are transferring from tennis over to pickleball? So that's a really interesting question, and that's actually the thing that concerns me most because I see that it's tennis players starting to play pickleball. Um, particularly older tennis players that have had knee problems, any sort of fitness problems, they're transitioning to pickleball right away because it's obviously much easier for them. They can play for a longer span of time. They can hold rallies with each other. Um, they're able to play with people who are like our age because, again, like your movement and physical fitness is, is neutralized in pickleball. That's like a very large part of the game, really, um, at least in the doubles part of it, in singles fitness is still like somewhat important but like not nearly on the level of tennis uh 
for for people who are our age and younger, they are more like fresh pickleball players. Like they are just like I want to pick up this racket sport because that was the thing that everybody did during the pandemic. So they just naturally sort of said, "Oh, I can pick up pickleball and like I'm an intermediate at pickleball pretty much right away." Like no problem. Right? So so I think the the thing of what you're saying about the ease of transition that's pickleball's biggest asset over tennis. Tennis is extraordinarily hard to pick up and learn, especially at the beginning. It's very frustrating. You're not able to hold a rally. Um, you'll get overpowered by a player who has been playing for longer periods of time fairly easily. And tennis is really one of those sports that if you do not play it as a younger child and get those mechanics in your body at a young age, you are going to have a very, very hard time ever getting good, quite honestly. Like, I think there is a legitimate ceiling if you start, you know, let's say at 18 years old plus, uh, that you're just going to run into no matter what. Whereas pickleball doesn't have that, right? So that's, that's, that's the, the big asset that pickleball has. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's kind of my answer to that. Right, and that's kind of where my my concern a little bit lies is that okay, if we're doing a, just a transfer of tennis players over to pickleball players who are kind of taken up into court time or just court time in general anywhere, then yeah, maybe picking out a court and building it into a pickleball court is fine. Um, but I think that if you don't do that, for example, if you're just putting lines on a court, it's it excuse me, it's still a tennis court. Right, like the one at Crochon that we have. If I'm getting there first, for example, this is what happens. So Frank and I will usually go to play tennis at Crochon Park. It's, uh, this is here in Queens. Uh, it gets pretty busy. You know, a lot of people around here like to play tennis. Nine out of the ten courts will be taken. We're about to go take court ten, and then the pickleball people will come and tell us to get off. And we're like, no, this is a tennis court. This was originally built as a tennis court. It just happens to have some other funny lines on it. If they're if they took the court down and built two separate pickleball courts, that's fine. But if we're going to do it, do it right. So that's why I think that that's kind of yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say they did that at Juniper Valley Park in Middle Village. They took away a court and they built two separate pickleball courts on it. Boo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I generally think that the solution to that problem with the court time whatever is have the lines taped on because realistically it doesn't really distract me as a tennis player like I don't care um have the lines taped on and whoever gets there first like keeps the court you know if you want to play tennis on it you play tennis on it you want to play pickleball on it go for it play pickleball on it um I don't care because ultimately as long as the court itself remains I'm happy because I have heard people in the midwest in particular are having courts removed and they're being put into either like just grass, like, you know, an extension of the park, or they're being turned into basketball courts. That's another big one that happens around here. And like that, I would not be happy with. Like, I would rather you just like put pickleball lines on it, let the pickleball players use it, than lose the court entirely. That I will say straight away. And that's like the one benefit that I do see of pickleball is that, okay, at least like, the courts are gonna be safe now. Yeah, again, I don't mind I don't mind the lines. It's just that I don't like when they think they like they, lol. Um <laughs> them those people. Uh no, like the pickleball players when they like if you that they think that they have a priority just because the lines are there. 
right? We've seen it where pickleball players be like, well, you know, this is a pickleball court. Well, no, it's not. It's really not. Whoever gets there first gets a priority. If you get there first and you're with your pickleball gear and stuff and you play, I got no problem with it. Uh, the only problem I have is when you're trying to make it seem like that's your court. Yeah, we understand maybe the lines aren't on any other court, but maybe we should start getting the lines on every court. That's the only really fair way to go about it because if you do take, if you do make it pickle specific, you're kind of taking, you're taking away from the tennis player and giving it straight to the pickle player. Meanwhile, the court could be used for both. And I think that's what indoor clubs have done well here on Long Island is that they have just put just straight lines on courts. Um, I mean, and from a business perspective, it makes sense for them because if the, again, if there's high demand, you got to be able to sell, right? Um, it's the same thing with these tennis brands that are beginning to build pickle uh, equipment, pickle paddles, pickle balls, like Head, you know, Wilson, whoever these companies are in tennis warehouse. It makes sense for them to do that, right? I'm not knocking them. You know, they just, they're just trying to make their their dollar. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how, what it's going to do for the future of tennis either. Um because tennis used to be such a popular sport back in the day. And now if we start seeing these other kind of, you know, sports kind of take over, it's kind of really going to take away from tennis, you know. Because, again, it's it might be it, – I think it's a lot cheaper to play pickleball as well than it is to play tennis. You know, you, you only – you can use the same ball over and over. You don't have to have recurring costs like the strings. You just buy one paddle, theoretically. You can use it for a long time. I'm sure some pickleball player is going to listen to this podcast and hate on me saying you need a new paddle every three months, but it's a piece of wood. Relax. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on just the kind of like the evolution of tennis now that pickleball and these other racket sports are getting in the way? Yeah, I think that's actually something I see as a benefit of pickleball. I think that it is going to force tennis to change. And I think tennis is a very stubborn sport with a lot of stubborn people who play it and run it at the institutional level, and I would be happy to go on a 45-minute rant on this, but I'm not. But this forces them to change. It's going to force the game to evolve a little bit. It's going to force the game to, I think, look at costs and and other things associated with it and, and, and try to come up with a solution because exactly what you're saying is true, right? Like... They're not just made of wood, by the way. The paddles are also composite. There's like carbon fiber in it, all this other stuff. Sure, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's expensive to play tennis. It is. It's really expensive to play tennis, no matter how cost-effective you try to make it, which like Marcus and I have sort of given tips on how to do that. But it's still expensive, especially in the winter. It's really expensive. Um, so I think... Uh, it, it, it's it's going to force people at the institutional level in the United States, at least, to really take a hard look at cost effectiveness, how we fix this, how we keep the game going, because the game is growing again, right? Like the pandemic, like we mentioned, has has made tennis more popular, and tennis does sort of have this opportunity to really get into a lot of younger people's hands again because the game got is getting really old right now um i think there was like some something at like one of the uspta conferences that talked about like tennis is at its oldest point right now in terms of players um so hopefully this is a catalyst to change that when you mean oldest do you mean in terms of players age average age of players yeah got it okay so i think I think that's one of those things that tennis needs to do a better job of reaching out to younger people, 
and not I'm not talking about younger people in terms of like under 10 years old because that I think is more up to the parents you know that's like there's a different sort of discussion I'm more mean in terms of like young working professionals like people who are like our age tennis does a really bad job of making it accessible for them marketing to them um you know tennis essentially just banks on the fact that like oh your parents put you in tennis lessons as a kid um you'll pick it up again one day like that's that's literally the marketing strategy and it's just infuriating um but I want to hear more that that's going to be a separate podcast topic. I think uh, you have your thought. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no. I, and I think that that's also why tennis clubs are now moving towards pickleball because they realize, okay, we're not getting in as much tennis business as we used to because working professionals, like you said, don't have the accessibility and people who are kind of want to get n- introduced to the sport usually do it as a, at a young age. And when parents are not introducing their children in this era to tennis, which is debatable on whether or not it's changing or not, um, then that's where they kind of say, okay, where are we going to get our revenue from? And that's when they turn to pickleball, right? So again, I don't completely hate pickleball. I just don't, th- I just think that we need to better manage the way pickleball is kind of meshed with tennis in order to make both better. Now, obviously I'm biased because I love tennis and I think tennis is a much more enjoyable sport. To be fair, I've also never played pickleball. So maybe I shouldn't be so close-minded and actually maybe go give it a try, even though I'm probably not gonna like it but whatever you know i guess you and i will go go pickle one day frank um but yeah let's get some final thoughts here um do you think it's establishing some bad habits for other racket sports for the sake of easiness just outside of tennis as well yeah so i think this is more my my this is actually my biggest problem with pickleball is so i have played pickleball as i mentioned um i actually think it's it it is fun like i enjoyed playing it um but my issue was was this part i am like by no means like a very exceptional tennis player like i feel like i'm good and that's that's like how i would describe myself and that's it and i was able to within 24 hours of playing play pretty like competitively with two with a group of people who played at the u.s open of pickleball that is the level of ease that we're talking about and the level of transition that a tennis player can have into pickleball, especially someone like me who's like, uh, as Marcus can probably attest, like I have really good reactions at net. That is all pickleball is. It is completely reactionary. So, uh, you know, and that's, that's why they're getting the people they're getting. However, the biggest concern for me is the technique. The technique that you develop with pickleball, there's no finesse to it. There's no, like, you know, I don't want to say foot, because it is footwork. It's just, it's counterintuitive footwork, right? So in tennis, like, you back away from the ball when it bounces to get yourself in position, and then you put your weight forward when you hit the ball. In pickleball, it's like, nope, just take everything on the rise, like, run to the ball because it's going to die the second it bounces, Oh, and by the way, if you don't actually, like, whack the ball, like, literally whack the ball, it's going to just, like, die in the net because it's it's not going to actually, like, go anywhere. Question. Why do older people like pickleball even though the ball bounces lower? Wouldn't that cause some lower back issues because they got to bend so far, far down? So yes and no. The thing that's more important for them is the speed, right? The speed of the game is just a lot 
slower in pickleball like you're not moving around the thing that's more important for them is the movement right there's just not a lot of area that you can hit the ball to right and also the heaviness of it right if you hit a tennis ball with enough spin that ball is going to feel really heavy to hit in pickleball no matter how much spin you hit like doesn't really feel that heavy like you kind of just whack the ball and it's going to give that like annoying sound that a paddle makes and you know that's it so I mean, that's that's my concern. My concern is that the, the, the techniques of pickleball do not transfer to tennis. They don't. If you took a pickleball player and you put them on a tennis court, they would not be good. They would just start whacking the ball. The ball would go into the fence, out of the court, whatever, because they have no idea of, like, the technical motions of, like, getting topspin on the ball, like, you know, how to properly finesse a shot, like, weight transfer, trunk transfer, any of that, like, does not exist really like really doesn't the serve completely different like like if you know how to feed a tennis ball congratulations you know how to like hit a pickleball serve but like other than that no however a tennis player to pickleball absolutely no problem transitioning like it's gonna it's literally dumbed down tennis that's what it is yeah tennis is the centralized racket sport meaning that every racket sport kind of stemming off from tennis if you're a tennis player, you were able to play any other racket sport relatively well. That could be pickle, badminton, paddle, um, squash, racquetball, you name it. But if you're one of those other players and you're trying to go back to tennis, you're going to have some serious issues. So that's why I think it's actually great that if you grow up playing tennis, you can go easily play any of these racket sports and hang with, you know, quote unquote, people who play this all the time. Um without really issue so I think that that's also maybe another reason why people should kind of get into tennis first and if you realize you know what okay tennis is not really for me okay then let's maybe move into pickleball because of the reasons that you stated you know older people like it it's slower it's you know more accessible yada yada um a little more cost effective but yeah I I think that tennis deserves kind of more recognition in, in that sense as like decentralized racket sport yeah no, I'm with you. I mean, that makes that makes total sense. And I've had the same experience. Like, every other racket sport that I've tried, I've been, like, pretty above average, like, instantly. No problem. But then when I've attempted to bring these people to the game of tennis, it's just, like, this is so much bigger of a court. Like, this racket's so much heavier. It's blah, 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 blah. Um, which is just kind of hilarious. Um, it's also funny using pickleball paddle because it's so light like these things are like literally like seven and a half ounces so like a heavy pickleball paddle they were just like yeah this is heavy so you won't be able to necessarily get the same swing speed i'm like i can like absolutely like dominic team whip this if i wanted to (laughs) you know because like i'm using a racket that like is, is close to 12 ounces like this is nothing um you know so uh, but but I will say, I mean, when I played, I didn't have, did I have any elbow issues or anything like that? No, because the main, you know, again, like, even though it is bad form, just the nature of the thing that you're hitting doesn't have the same weight to it. So you're not going to get that tension and stress on your, your elbow, on your shoulder, on your wrist, whatever. Um, you know, your knees might feel a little bit tired because it's like a lot of like short pivoting, which again i i kind of don't know why older people would like that but i guess whatever um you know for me the other thing is like if i was older like i would much rather just play on a clay court and i could just slide around and you know i'm very comfortable in clay as is marcus so like for us that's never been a problem but i guess for older people 
they would just prefer the smaller court and not have to move so yeah it depends on your exposure to clay as a kid kind of you know if you're growing up on hard courts your whole life and all of a sudden you got to play on dirt you're like what is this um yeah but you know <laughs> um my, my dad loves playing on clay um that's kind of all he plays on now he rarely plays on hard court because of his back issues um but i don't again i just don't really see the, the the pickleball thing with the whole back bending over i don't know but that's just me i gotta try it one day so maybe you and i are gonna go play some pickle um yeah that wraps it up for today's episode um if you have any thoughts on pickleball or our hot takes on pickleball we are welcome to any comments uh at breakpoint podcast 7 on instagram our gmail breakpoint podcast 7 at gmail.com please we are open for roasts discussions you name it um if you want to come onto the pod and fight for pickleball by all means hit us up we'll set up a zoom pod um we'd love to do it frank yeah definitely instagram dm us always uh if you have any topic suggestions ideas comments concerns etc and if you are on apple podcast please leave us a five-star review we would really appreciate it and uh, i think that's gonna just about do it thanks guys and we will see you next time see you